Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Hello, and welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition. It is August 22nd, 2023, episode 202. My name is Eric Peterson, and I am joined today by Mr. Grant Copley. How are you doing, Grant? Doing very well. Glad to be back. It's been a little bit. It has been, and sporting an awesome hat there, we can see. Thank you. Yeah, my wife uh, just recently visited Denver for work, and she brought me back this hat. And I've never been to Denver, so uh, this is my I want to visit Denver hat. There you go. (laughs) Love it. Well... Let's get this party started by thanking our sponsor, Order Solutions. They're the makers of all your favorite box products like Cold Box, Command Box, Forge Box, Test Box, and many more. And there's a few ways that you can uh, say thank you back to Order Solutions. Yeah, you can uh, like and subscribe to our videos here on YouTube. You can also help us on GitHub. You can reach for the stars. So all of our repos have a star button next to them. You can go there and click that button. You can also fork our repos there, and that helps us out a bunch. You can subscribe to our podcast on any of your favorite podcast apps and leave reviews there. And also don't forget, we do have a free and paid accounts over on CFCast. And we are releasing content every week there. So be sure to check that out. And in addition to those things, we also have a Box Life store where we have some merchandise that you can go check out. So we'll be posting the link here over in the chat section. Yeah, you can get another cool hat there, Grant. This one with I can. I yeah. Have, I have a few of those. Those I think all of my baseball caps are uh box focused so i'm kind of a nerd that way i'll have to see if Luis will give me a discount (laughs) uh you can also get uh one of our books like 102 cold box quick tips and tricks over on gum road or learn modern cold fusion in 100 minutes that one is free online or you can buy an ebook or paper copy as well on our website finally we wouldn't be where we are today without our stupendous Patreon supporters. We have over 40 Patreons supporting us, and we will tell you more about them, the perks you can get, and how you can also be a Patreon at the end of this podcast. All right. Well, let's talk about some news and announcements. First, some exciting news. There are only three tickets left coming for the Cold Box 7 workshop at Adobe Cold Fusion Summit West. So if you've been dragging your heels thinking, ah, I'll I'll be fine. There'll be space. There is very little space left. So three tickets. We'll throw the link in. You can still sign up right now. Luis and Gavin will take you through and help you become Coldbox 7 Masters. Very nice. Um, Also in news and announcements, if you haven't heard, uh, Lucy announced a very critical security alert. And this affects all previous releases of Lucy. Um, I don't believe they released what the vulnerability was, but they have patched it. And there are uh, some stable releases there. 
that they released. One is the 5.4.3.2. That is the recommended stable release. If you're using uh, 5.3, they did release uh, 5.3.12.1, and that is also patched. And I think, I believe they also backported some other releases as well um, for users that haven't upgraded from older versions. And I think that was 5.3.9, a 5.3.8, and a 5.3.7. So if you are using Lucy, if you're using any of any previous version of Lucy, we highly recommend you you patch your, your servers and upgrade um, right. to these latest releases. Um, so I don't know the exact specifics. I do know this was an XML-related vulnerability. Um, XML mm -hmm. external entity. Uh, so a way that you can load an external file inside of like an XML doc type. So that is now turned off uh, by default. And uh, we'll cover that in a minute uh, too with some command box news as well. Gotcha. Okay. And finally, for all of you wanting or planning to attend Adobe Confusion Summit West 2023, the agenda is live. You can visit it at cfsummit.adobeevents.com slash agenda and see all of the speakers that you're going to be able to choose from. I think we have three of our own. No, four of our own from Ordis. We have Luis, Brad, Daniel, and Gavin all getting to speak there. So, nice. um, As well as many other great members of the community. It's going to be a great conference if you can make it out and a very cheap one compared to most conferences. <laughs> So let Adobe subsidize your learning. Come to CF that's Summit. The, that's <laughs> the one in Vegas, right? It is. It's uh, it's uh, October 2nd through 4th. Man, so, now I'm like, why didn't I submit a talk? I mean, I don't know that we got picked, but still. <laughs> I, and I know they had a lot of talks to go through. And uh, I mean, I, I put in like eight and didn't get one. So they must have had a, oh. a good selection or they don't like me. One of the two. Or both. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's jump into some uh, news. Uh, sorry, updates and releases. New. So, Command Box 5.9.1 was released. And this is bringing in that Lucy uh, security fix into Command Box, uh, both in Command Box itself and also as the default server. If you start your servers just with server start and nothing in a server.json. Um, Brad has noted in it that it is now strict parsing uh, XML. And if you have any containing, and I should have looked this up, DTDs, which we'll see how fast we can Google here, um, a document type definition. If you're using any of those, those will not be parsed anymore in Lucy. You can turn that back on either application-wide through an application setting or by, uh, I believe Lucy put some per call settings in XML parse that you can parse those DTDs if you deem it safe and needed. So this was this was turned off before and now it's turned on the strict parsing? Or do I have that back? Yeah, correct. Oh, okay. So before any doc type would be parsed in your XML and that's where uh, these external entities were able to be loaded. So now Lucy will not parse those at all, and you need to turn them on if you need them. Mm. Um, so yes, there's a. If I switch over to my screen here, we have a 
this.xml features, and you can say external general entities and disallow doc type decal because declaration's too long to type. <laughs> <laughs> it is too long to type. <laughs> Okay, and as always, you can easily upgrade by just typing upgrade into command box. It'll download this and get you all set and going. Very nice. Right. Good work, Brad. Thank you. Should we talk about some webinars, meetups, and workshops coming up? We should. Um, August 25th, we've got the uh, Hawaii Confusion meetup group. It's covering GraphQL, and it is with Mark Takata. Uh, if you haven't worked with it before, GraphQL is a uh, query language for APIs and a runtime for fulfilling those queries uh, with the, your existing data. And I think in Cold Fusion, Adobe Cold Fusion 2023, they're providing uh, native methods for consuming and sending data um, across GraphQL. And that's what I've got here in my notes. So. That'll be something to check out for sure and maybe take a look at that new feature set that's available. That's awesome. Okay. Um, and Mark's pulling double duty on August 25th because before that one, which was at 12 p.m. Hawaii Standard Time, at 10 a.m. Pacific, so I don't know, do the math there, six hours before, he will be talking about the new Google Cloud platform features on a webinar for Adobe. So if you want your double dose of Mark Takata this Friday, August 25th, 10 a.m. Pacific and then 12 p.m. Hawaii because we because time zones. <laughs> <laughs> OK, let's talk about some CFCAS updates. Grant, I know you're working right. on some awesome stuff here. I have been. So I've, um, I'm currently, I don't, we haven't released it yet, but I'm in the middle of working on uh, some CB wire videos and a, a series covering that. So working on that, uh, we'll be putting that out soon. And uh, we've got some other ones coming up as well. I think uh, Cold Box Elixir, right? Is that what you're working on, Eric? That is right. Yeah, I've been getting through those videos. I think I have four or five ready now. So they should be starting to trickle out to you anytime now uh subscribers nice. so make sure you head over to cfcast.com and sign up for an account i know for cold box elixir the first few will be free and then you'll need to subscribe to watch the rest of them um likely something similar for this cb wire series which is i've gotten to see some of the videos they're awesome folks you're gonna want to watch these so um, yeah, and in the meantime, I, I'd be surprised if any of you have gotten through all the Into the Box 2023 videos, which are now up on the site. If you attended Into the Box 2023, you have free access. You should have gotten a code. Uh, reach out if you haven't. And for all other subscribers, you can pay to get premium access to that right now. It's a six-month exclusive window. So, uh, But amazing content right now for Into the Box 2023 and amazing content coming up. I did attend Into the Box 2023 and I have not gotten through all the videos. There you go. See? Need to, need to get on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about uh, conferences coming up. We got some awesome conferences soon and some great conference announcements. So let's start off with uh, Grant. Tell us about some awesome conferences coming up here. Yeah, um, so as we mentioned previously, there's the uh, Adobe CF Summit West. We've got that in Las Vegas. That's October 2nd through the 4th. 
And uh, the session, session passes are only 199 and you've got pro passes that are 299. I'm not sure what the differences are on those. Uh, but uh, we've the, got a link here. the professional pass lets you attend their certification the next day. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, to become an Adobe certified professional. And I've got here in the notes that students can get a free pass if they are uh, enrolled uh, in some uh, educational institution, I guess can maybe provide a document on that or something. But uh, uh, probably just need for... a .edu email address. That's usually how those go. Hmm. But you'll, you'll need to reach out to Adobe for that. Gotcha. And then um, so right after Adobe CF Summit, we've got the Orta CF Summit training. As we mentioned before, the Coldbox 7-0 to Hero. That's with Luis and Gavin at Ortis. And um, let's see, regular price tickets. What are they? They're $6.99. Three left. Yep. Yep. But for you listening today, you can go use the discount code modernize and get 25% off. So go snatch up one of those last three tickets at a at a discount on us. Very nice. And it looks like it's uh, going to be close to the venue um, for uh, CF Summit. So That's very right. close within walking distance, I think. And um, so, yeah, definitely come check that out and uh, learn about Cold Box 7. All right, we have some awesome Into the Box announcements. The first one is you can now go to latam.intothebox.org and uh, get reserved seats and sign get tickets for Into the Box Latam. That's happening on November 30th at the University of Business in El Salvador. You can also mm -hmm. see um, the speakers that are going to be there and the sessions they're going to talk about um, all up on that website now. So I'm going to be there. I know. First I, time. That's Going awesome. to El Salvador. S giving your talk in Spanish, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a short talk, man. <laughs> I'll just say hello and goodbye. <laughs> there you are. But yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about that. <clears throat> we've been I've been wanting to go for a few years now, so I'm glad that we, we were able to make it happen this year. That's awesome. Well, we hope all of you out there that are going to be in that area can come join as well. Um, very uh, inexpensive. I believe it's uh, $15 for students and $25 for uh, business professionals. If I am reading my Spanish right here, we'll throw that up on the screen. So uh, there you go. $15 estudiantes. Mm. Don't, don't hate my Spanish pronunciation. But go ahead and check <laughs> out latam.intothebox.org where you can... Okay. We also have some great news into the box 2024. We've been teasing this a bit, but we have a great blog post um, out on our site. And we can tell you that the end of the box 2024 venue will be at Optica in Washington, DC. So this is official. Now this is where we're at. We have the dates of May 15th through the 17th. We have the venue at Optica in DC. You can start looking for hotels, for flights, and we even have uh, what we're calling blind tickets. So we don't have our speakers yet, but if you trust us to put on a great event, you've been to our other ones and you know we're, you're going to really love this, you can save up to $400 right now by just booking your tickets right now. Wow. So 
Secure your blind tickets today. Join us in DC. I'm super excited for DC. I lived there for a few years. I don't know, maybe a decade back know. now. And uh, I, I don't get back a lot. So I'm excited yeah. to go there. Got to go a few days early and go visit all my favorite places. Honestly, I was kind of hoping we would change. We've done Houston a lot. So this is kind of a nice uh, change. I think my my only regret of not doing it in Houston is even though we've gone there, you know, however many years, six, seven years, I've never gone mm-hmm. to the city, Houston, right? Mm-hmm. We get, go to the airport and drive north. <laughs> I still don't know what Houston, the city's <laughs> like at all, but it's fine. Uh, that yeah. You will not have that problem here in D.C. This is uh, DuPont Circle. It is just a few miles away from the National Mall and all the monuments and museums and sites there, so... Um, oh, you will awesome. not miss all of any of that. So, uh, Luis, when you watch this, if we could have like a team day to go look at stuff, because I've never been, so that would be. Uh, well, I have been, but I never got to see the the monuments and all the things you'd want to see. So maybe we can work that in. I'll, I'll bug them about it. Too, so. <laughs> awesome. All right, let's talk about some blogs. Um, posts x's and videos of the week i still don't know what they're calling it mm. uh i think we've landed on x and it is but the url is still twitter and it's still i believe says well i don't know if it says tweets it says like posts but anyways i'm gonna forever make fun of it because i think it's a really stupid idea anyway that's not what we <laughs> need to talk about today <laughs> um so, yeah, let's talk about some blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. First, we have a pair from uh, Ben Nadal. First is a sanity check using overflow scrolling on Flexbox panels. Um, so Flexbox is, I don't know, I think the best one of the best CSS things that come out in, in years, maybe only surpassed by Grid to make what used to be crazy layouts very easy. And so in this article... Uh, Ben's going over how the overflow keywords like overflow scroll and overflow auto interact with flexible containers. So um, go ahead and check out his code there to see. Um, these are always great to see because they help you, you know, is my expectation correct? And you can both see his code and it working on the screen. And uh, spoiler alert, it works exactly as he hoped it would. So go ahead and check it out on his site for uh, CSS, Flexbox, and Overflow scrolling. Uh, he, his next blog post is about the type property of an exception that's being thrown. Uh, and interestingly, in Adobe Cold Fusion, it's not always a string. So I, I was caught off guard by this. I, like Ben, had thought, when you get that error struct, you know, you get message, detail, stack trace, type. Type was always a string, right? Well, evidently not. So here's an example where uh, he had the problem where he was trying to loop over a ordered struct like an array because it kind of looks like an array when you use the shorthand. And instead of getting <laughs> a, a, a string, he got this class here in type. So uh, just interesting. Um, I'm not sure if this happens in Lucy. Uh, he says he wasn't able to 
reproduce the same error in Lucy. So I believe you can get the name of the type of that class later, but yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, a little gotcha to, to uh, watch out for. My favorite thing about it is uh, it, it gave me my joke translation for the week. So we've talked about this before. Updates for devs is just a site that seems to take content like and like run it through something to like make it translate weird. I don't know. So this is his article. Remember, it was um, you know, error type isn't always a string. And it became mistake kind isn't constantly a string. <laughs> So there's your updates for dev translation. I, I feel like I, we should follow these people just because they provide me with entertainment, even if they are just scraping people's content, which is not cool. True. I'll have to check that out, though. That's funny. And um, so we do have a, another blog post, uh, this time from our Brad Wood. So he actually, this stemmed from a conversation that him and I had. Uh, we had a client that was looking to do some rate limiting uh, uh, with their um, Lucy installation. And Brad and I were talking about how to do that. And Brad was explaining to me that there's already been a setting in command box for some time that's called web.maxrequest. Uh, that's in server.json. And you can put a number in there to limit the total number of concurrently running requests for the entire server. And uh, there was a problem though, in that, uh, you know, if you allow, he gave an example of if you allow 25 concurrent requests and someone just keeps hitting like the refresh button 30 times, you know, let's say on a report that takes five minutes, then uh, there won't be any available threads to serve those requests and they will just sit there. And so um, Brad was showing me that we can actually do, uh, there's another section of command box called server rules where we can define uh, request limits uh, there as well, but get way more specific about it. So you can specify like a request limit for an entire site. So an individual site, not just the entire server, but maybe you wanna you know get down to only on this server on this site, you know, do this limit, but you also can even, uh, add limits for URLs too. So if there, if you have like a specific URL that you want to make sure, you know, we, we only want there to be this many number of threads that are processing at a given time, you can do that. So Brad uh, wrote up a, a post on that over on um, the uh, Ortis community forum. And uh, I thought that was really interesting and that ended up taking care of what we were needing for, for the client. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, thanks for having that conversation and sharing it with all of us. I uh, think Brad, he's the one that's, <laughs> <laughs> I basically, I'm just every day, Brad, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this? So thank you, Brad. I hear that. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about find a job over on getcfmljobs.com. There are over 87 confusion positions from 58 companies across 41 locations in five countries. We have two new jobs in the last couple of weeks. The first one is a full-time Cold Fusion developer at Quincy, Massachusetts. And the second one is another full-time Cold Fusion developer at, I'm going to try this, Thiruvanathapuram in India. That's probably not how you say it, but I'm going to try it. 
as well. You can check out the jobs channel in the CFML Slack or the box team Slack. Let's jump to forge box module of the week. Um, I got to be honest. I'm a little worried here. This one's by David Levin and David, you've put in a lot of forge box modules in the last few months. And I don't like people coming up on my turf of having the most modules. So you watch out. Eric is very competitive. <laughs> very. <laughs> uh, how about you tell us about this one, Grant? Yeah, so it's uh, called Remember Me, and it's a it's cold box module. It's designed to uh, work with uh, your authentication system to do the Remember Me and automatically log in users on subsequent visits. So I haven't actually got to take a look at how you implement it, but. Um, I'm guessing there's probably you just install it and there's maybe a little bit of config, uh, configuration involved. Uh, that's right. Gonna... It's made to work with uh, like CB Auth, which is the default authentication provider in CB security. So you can just point it to your user service class. You can give an encrypt key for your token and how many days to remember. Um, I think my favorite thing were his, his method names. So jumping down, he has an interceptor here uh, because you can imagine you want mm. to check every request if they're if you need to log them in. Um, so he has remember cookie exists, remember recall me, and remember forget me. I just thought that's a fun API. Some good names there. Yeah, I, yeah, it is good names. So I, I really like that. So that, very simple there. And I wonder if uh, this interceptor could also be included in the module. I don't know if it is or not, but. Uh, Mm. Then it's even easier to set it up. That's the best part about cold box mo modules to me. You can have automatic interceptors, automatic helpers, all these great things. So that is a very useful module. I am upset that I didn't make it first, but I don't need to now because David did. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, David. And I hope you know I'm just joking. I think it's awesome. Eventually, okay. it's going to get to a point, Eric, though, that, I mean, how are you going to maintain a thousand projects? I'm just, I don't know how, oh, from a practical standpoint, you're going to do this. It's all about uh, uh, command, ba command box semantic release, which is not the Forge Box module of the week, but uh, it's my <laughs> module I made so that when I push to GitHub or like when a commit comes in, it can determine from the commit message if it should be a major, minor, or patch release, and it just does it all. Because I I realized that I I didn't want releases to be dependent on am I in front of my computer able to pull the code down and type you know box bump minor that just seemed really dumb I wanted to just uh, merge a pull request and it was done you know and so now I can so I can be out and about and merge someone's pull request on my phone and it still releases so that's awesome so that yeah I'm still doing it the manual way I need I need to look into that. Yeah, it takes it takes some wrapping your head around, and I, you know, I've built it up, and I, whenever I have a new module, it's already all set up to do that. So, it did take a lot of work to get there, but it's been worth it. Very nice. All right, our VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week is uh, an old one resurfacing called I18N Ally. So I18N standing for internationalization. This is a VS Code plugin that helps you to get your translations in your system. It supports many frameworks. Um, I, it doesn't natively support cold boxes yet, but we could uh, probably work on that. I use it a lot with Vue and the Vue internationalization library. 
and it has wonderful inline annotations. It can show you the key as well as the language that you want to see it in. Uh, when you hover over, you can see the translations for all your different languages. You can edit it them right there, or you can even hit this little globe icon to have Google Translate guess it for you. Um, and then, of course, you can manage all your translations through their panel and be able to go through uh, the hierarchy and put the keys in as you want. There's even an editor UI and a review system. So for somebody like me, when I put in uh, the Spanish translations in CFCast, it's almost all Google Translate. And then I make sure that one of our Spanish speakers reviews that and that it makes sense. So some amazing things. You can extract text into, into um, internationalization messages and get a report of all missing translations. So great tool. It makes working with internationalization so much easier, which I think all of us want that in our sites. And we just feel like it's a, it's a huge overhead. It's not really a huge overhead and tools like this make it easy to not like get behind or miss things. So. So when you're going, I'm just curious when you're going through that and let's say VS code pulled up and you're hovering over maybe a, a place where you would insert you know, some text there, you go in and you actually edit it, you can put in the different languages. And then when you save it, it's writing it out to like the different um, language files. I'm guessing that's kind of how it works. Yeah. So here, let's uh, pull up a, a screen here, as long as I've hidden all the things I need to. Um, so this is our English translation file in CFCasts. And we use hierarchical ones. So, you know, there's multiple levels. And then when I go to like our is it main index page, we want to find one of these. Let's see. Dollar T. You got this home hero pitch. And if, as I hover over, I can see in English, it says learn for the makers of cold box test box. And then there's the Spanish version right underneath it. I can hit the edit to have them pop over. I can change it here. And this editor is just changing that JSON file. So it's just, uh, well, the English JSON file or the Spanish one. And if I had French, it would also appear here. If I had uh, Mandarin, you know, Portuguese, any of those languages, it would appear here as well. In the end, it's just editing these JSON files. Um, I think it can do property files if you configure it that way. But uh, JSON was mm. the way that we went. So it just gives a nice way to manage all these files and in the end it's still in your repo source controlled um able to be used by other tools uh the cold box uh interna internationalization uh package can use these json files as well so you can share them it do we don't have the cool like on hover stuff yet but uh i bet we could do a pull request or something i just haven't gone around to that because I'll be honest, the front ends I use it in are mostly view, not uh, mm. not cold box. But yeah, that's, that's uh, a, it, really cool. Yeah, so that's I18N Ally. Um, highly recommend it. I don't know who came up with I18N, but I appreciate it. Having to type that out is not fun. Internationalization over and over and over again. Is it any fewer syllables though, right? Internationalization. Seven syllables. I eighteen N. Yeah, I guess so. Mm. It always feels longer to say I eighteen N for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> like easier to type, longer to say. I'm thinking about know. typing it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. True. 
So it is funny though, that, you know, things like internationalization or accessibility, which is often like, uh, isn't it a 11 N or a 11 Y. They have one for that too. Yeah. Which is hilarious because it's the least accessible thing to do to like shorten that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Cooper, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. I've seen a whole bunch of those. So, and somebody, if anybody knows the name for, like the term for replacing the middle with a number, what kind of abbreviation that is. I'd be curious if there's like a term for that. So get a hold of us if you know that term. All right. Well, we are here at the end and we want to tell you about our stupendous Patreon supporters. These are individuals that are personally supporting our open source initiatives. Like this podcast would not be here without them. Also, toolings like Command Box, Forge Box, Cold Box, Content Box, and Test Box, to name a few. They help us get the continuous development we need for these open source projects. Funds the cloud infrastructure for Forge Box and with package management like Command Box. And as we said before, this podcast. You can support us yourself at patreon.com slash solutions. If you subscribe at the Bronze Package and Up, you get a Forgebox Pro and CFCast subscription as a perk. You have access to your own private forum on our community website and an awesome profile badge to show off how stupendous you really are. And there's a private channel access on our Box Team Slack as well. So we want to end by thanking our top Patreon, our top stupendous Patreon supporters. And yes, you can- thank you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so I will um, name them off here. We've got John Wilson with Synatrix, Tomorrow Guides, Jordan Clark, Gary Knight, Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, Dan Card, Jeffrey McGee with Sunstar Media, Dean Monder, Kevin Wright, Doug Kane, Nolan Irk, Abdul Rahim. And uh, many more Patreons. So thank you so much to all of you. You can see an up-to-date list of all of our sponsors over on the Ordis website. And uh, we'll be posting a link to that. So thank you all so much for uh, for being Patreons and supporting what we do. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you have a great rest of your day. And we'll catch you in a couple weeks. Awesome. See ya. Bye, everyone. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.